Welcome to this week's episode of Grow or Die. My name is Alora Chestikoff, and I am from Firebird Summit. My partner in this podcast is Lawrence Henderson from Boss LLC. Every week we meet and discuss coaching topics relative to professional development, personal development, business, and entrepreneurship. Join us and see if there's anything else you'd like to add to the conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Grow or Die. I am Alora Chestikoff from Firebird Summit. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Lawrence Henderson back once again from Boss LLC. Alora, what is going on? Well, I think that uh, my week can, I mean, the last couple weeks to be sure, but this week I finally feel like it's starting to fit again is really been around getting my act together about my own schedule and my energy level and everything else that has been just feeling off. Like this year has been so weird. I feel like, you know, I've, I've always had like enormous, um, schedule discipline, which is somewhat of a cop out. Cause I used to just work 80 hours a week. So I don't know how much I was really managing my schedule. Um, but like this year has just felt like I don't know, everything, you know, it's like everything else this year just kind of got thrown into a blender and somebody hit the frappe button. And I just, and so it's been really, um, it's been strange for me to realize that like, I just feel like my daily schedule has been so outside of my influence or control for so much of this year. And so I've been, you know, working on kind of trying to incrementally get back to something that feels more normal. And now that I have, I feel like I'm seeing the difference in my energy level. And so, yeah, I want to talk about that. Like, cause sometimes the only thing you can do is try to figure out how to manage your own energy in a world where everything else is totally outside your control. So yeah, I think, I think, you know, that, that challenge for me is a, I think a topic I want to tackle this week. Yeah. And what's coming up for me as it pertains to just tackling and, and managing and, and controlling or whatever you want to add to uh, monitoring your energy um, that just for me simplistically put I just rest how do how do I rest well right how do I begin to fill my charge recharge my battery um, and, and it brings me to something I had I had to do in September where, you know, I talked to my wife and again, like you said, in the midst of everything that's happened this year, it was just like, I was, I had this need, like I need to be available for people electronically because it's tough. So I need to make myself available. And what it was causing me is it was like burning the candle at both ends of the electronic access. Like, so it was cell phone, it was Zoom, it was whatever access I could allow people. I was allowing them access to me. And it was getting, my check engine light was on. And so towards the end of September, I just had to check out. I had to find me an Airbnb in Savannah, Georgia. I just needed to check out for several days. And my wife allowed me that space just to go recharge. Um, and it was actually like the perfect weekend to do it because I was able to steal away for a coach training um, that Friday. So it was like a full day with other coaches where I wasn't facilitating. I was the receiver of practice coaching and just being immersed um, in these new tools and different things during that weekend. And it was the perfect starter to another three days of 
where I just went to Tybee Island and stuck my toes in the sand. And I take just sitting there with my own playing the, the jazz music on my phone and letting nature and the ocean do its thing and, and play its soundtrack was just what I needed. And so for me, just me checking in with self and saying, hey, if I'm not healthy, I cannot be having healthy outcomes as it pertains to the engagements with clients, trainings, and anything that I was going to be involved in. And I was not only cheating myself, I was cheating the client out of an experience that I told them they signed up for when they, when they said yes to me. So that is something. But then as we go into this holiday season, it's, it's taking a toll. Like I'm, and I don't know about you, but I'm having conversations with people just thinking about the year in totality, right? Because again, we're ramping up, right? This is goal season. This, this is where, oh, 2021, and I'm going to finish strong. But 2020 has been a doozy uh, of a year. And on, on some levels, it's just a daunting to even think about um, what next year is going to look like. And so energy has been at a premium. Um, and so what have been some of the things that you've been doing to just like check in with yourself? So I had stopped doing a good job of checking in, right? I got stuck on my little treadmill of the stuff I needed to do. Um, part of it involved, you know, just sort of feeling drained from moving across the country. And, you know, now my fiance and I live together and it's been a long time since I lived with anybody. So like the things that I was doing before when it was, you know, just me and I don't have to worry about anybody else, you know, we're a lot more um, probably self-care centered, right? Like I used to journal all the time. And like last year when I spent six months, you know, in Latin America, like I feel more like I had to buy replacement journals while I was on the road because I, I did so much journaling. And then since I got back, I actually did a little bit of catch up yesterday. And I looked, I hadn't written anything down since beginning of May. And before that, it had been February, I think. So like I, for whatever reason, everything about the, the, this year, both, you know, meeting my fiance, but also COVID and work flipping upside down and everything else. Like I just completely dropped the ball on all of the things that I knew were helping. So my exercise routine went out the window, you know, and then, then, I think the only thing that didn't totally get blown was that I've been, and partially because their, you know, restaurants have been closed, is that I've been cooking and like managing what I eat a little bit better, or not a little bit better, but like that's maintained kind of, the, that's the one thing that I've been able to maintain, but my exercise, my journaling, my meditating, my every, like every other kind of self-care practice that I have, like somehow I just kind of dropped them on the side of the road this year. And so it's been, um, you know, for the past few weeks, I, I've, I've gone back, I've been working with a health coach to, to get back and lose my COVID 30 <laughs> um, and try to get back into a schedule. But like, it's had to be baby steps, like every week, like every week, it's just something, you know, a one, one small change, you know? And so she had, we had started off with kind of these like really ambitious plans to get up in the morning and do this workout. And like, had, she had a whole like schedule for me. And like, I, first week I couldn't get it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it. And I've been having such a hard time. Like I'm, I've been a morning person for so long that for me now it's been really difficult to get used to the fact that I have had a hard time getting up in the morning. Like I, the alarm clock goes off and I'm just like, oh, 
And I've never been one of those people who just hit, well, I shouldn't say that since like, like high school, I have not, I haven't been one of those people who just hits this news button and hits this news. And I've been doing that for the past few months and it's been so weird. And, and the problem with that for me is that when I do finally have no choice and I can't hit this news button anymore, if I've been doing that, like my energy level just kind of decreases as I go. And so by the time I get out of bed, like I'm like dragging myself out of bed. And then I'm just like throwing on some sweats and going in and like running straight into like grabbing a coffee cup on the way into a meeting and just sitting there. And so, you know, the last, this last week, like the last couple weeks, like I said, we've been incrementally like adding more and getting, and so this week I have been up most days before my alarm goes off, no snooze buttons. I start off my day with meditation and then walking. And like, I'm trying to not be like overly um, ambitious about what I'm trying to take on, but just doing something and making some progress. It like, and it's been interesting because the other piece, you know, my fiance is like, wow, you're like really dressed up this week. And it's like, well, when I get up in the morning in time to meditate and to work out, then I go have, you know, I've, I've already carved out time. So then I take a shower and I get dressed like a grown up who has a job instead of like a college student who's just living in sweats all the time. And then it's like, wow, I actually feel better. Like my energy level is completely different. And my brain always knows that that's true, but it's been, I feel like this year has been such, I think there's just so much exhaustion and fatigue for all of the pain that has just not ever ended this year, I feel like it's gotten really easy to forget that stuff, you know, and to kind of just, you know, it, it's, and it's like, it's like eating junk food, right? It's like, oh, once is not a big deal. But the problem is once makes it easy to justify twice that kind of, and the next thing you know, like you're, you know, eating Arby's for dinner three nights a week or some crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's funny um, that you bring up particularly around rest and association of other good habits. Um, my wife was mentioned the other day. It's like there was a level, there was a probably two to three weeks in a row where we were just feeling heavy. Like we were just like, ah, what is ah? And we were like, we haven't eaten clean in weeks. And we were like, okay, enough's enough. Eat to and, and the Monday after, right, everybody always talk about, I'm going to go on the diet right after the holidays. I'm starting with the week after Thanksgiving. Well, we hit it with a bang. Like, we came out the gate with mushroom burgers um, as, as the go-to. Like, and I, I went in full veggies, broccoli, the whole nine yards, and we ate clean that entire week. And then we were like, I don't want to mess this up. And so it was like, we led into the second week. Like, and so now this week, eating clean, being mindful, like, you know what? We have food at the house. Let's go cook it. And I know you as a, as a chef, right? I'm gonna call you a chef because you got <laughs> stuff in, in, your, in your repertoire that I'm like, man, I need to get a Pinterest picture and <laughs> recipe to figure that out. Um, but it's just, it's something to having good things in you so that you could begin to materialize good things coming out of you. Um, and in, in particularly around exercise and anything else like that, I had got written bad, really bad in that too. And I know people have been using, you know, grace. There's the season of grace, right? Give yourself grace. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself. But I would say challenge yourself in this season. And, and again, challenge yourself to make yourself 
slow down to do that self-care. And it's not, and again, you brought up meditation, you brought up taking a walk, you brought up eating right. But again, journaling, what are those things for you that you found out about yourself? And again, bringing those things to front of mind, which I think mindfulness in and of itself as a practice in this season probably is a, a tremendous tool for people to begin to exercise to help you rest, to identify and be aware of different triggers, emotional. Because again, like you said, for a better part of a year, we all been triggered about everything. Everything so, from everywhere. And, oh, oh my gosh. And now the articles about the vaccine. And I'm like, holy smoke. Like it's like freaking me out. I'm like, so, so giving yourself just breathe, really take a full fledged physical step back and just be like, okay, what's helpful for me to do now and take care of me now so that I can begin healthy habits. I think that is going to be, as we think about what the future looks like for all of us, just how do we consistently, and I love that you said, what can I do today? Not giving myself these grandiose goals, but what does one step look like? What does step two look like? Um, and then going from there, um, when you when you talk to talk to different people, um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing as, as people think about the future? So I think there's probably um, a dangerous amount of, oh, I can't wait till things get back to normal, right? Which I think is so terrifying because I think it's setting an expectation that is probably, I mean, for starters, like we know, right, that a disproportionate number of small businesses have closed and are not coming back, right? So there, there are a number, there are so many people for whom the new normal is just, you know, it's new. It's not going to go back to what it was, right? And so I think for me, talking to people who get that and who, you know, I, a lot of us have, you know, and you said it too, right? God, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Just let it be over, let it be over. But the reality is the beginning part of 2021 is going to look pretty much like the end of 2020. So, you know, and, and we slept it, we have to get through the inauguration, which isn't until the end of January anyway, when there's, and timing for vaccines and the economy, like there are so many things that, you know, December 31st to January 1st isn't going to be a flip of the switch, no matter how much psychologically we really want that so badly. And so I think that the thing that I see the most that's been the most helpful for people is recognizing that, okay, we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the marathon, but we're not there yet. And it's still a marathon. It wasn't a five. It's like, we didn't wake up one day and realize, oh, hey, it was just a 5k. We can, we, we can shave off the end of this and be done. So I think that's part of it, right? And figuring out kind of what, what it means to your new plans. I think on, on the plus side, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of people who, that I know have uh, worked before or have, have worked in environments that have been virtual for a long time, but now we've got a lot more um, environments that previously hadn't considered themselves, you know, virtual friendly or capable of being virtual. And now they're like, well, I don't know. I'm thinking that we could probably leave it this way. So I think in, in that regard, um, sometimes I think that helps people get to an idea of, okay, so we're not going to totally go back to normal, right? Cause I don't have to be back in the office every day. Or now that, you know, I've, a, I, I spoke to an old colleague who she and her husband and their kids live in Boston. Well, 
since Boston closed down, her husband, both of her and her husband's jobs went completely virtual. They told them, you know, it was going to be at least a year. And they had three kids in an apartment in Boston. And they're like, oh my God, we're going to go crazy. So they packed up and went to Santa, they went to uh, Santa Fe. And they've been in Santa Fe for six months and they're planning on staying there until, you know, until uh, her husband has to get back in the office, which right now is scheduled to happen sometime in April. So like they've been able to, so for them, it's been really clear what the boundaries are, right? What, what, what is normal? What is exceptional? And, and what's the time frame for exceptional? I don't think most of us really have that, right? Most of us, it's like, we're going to kind of trickle our way into a, some new version of normal, whatever that is, but it's going to be piecemeal and it's going to be, you know, okay, so we can go back to church or we can go back to having, you know, dinner with friends in restaurants, or we can go back to going to the office, but maybe we don't go five days a week. Maybe we now only go two days a week. And like all of these things are going to kind of, it's going to be just like, you know, peeling layers off the onion, right? As we get back to whatever this new normal is. And so I think the thing that I see that is the most encouraging for me is people who recognize that it's not going to be a light switch. It just gets flipped and everything goes back. Um, I think I think because of the amount of just exhaustion that people feel from all of the insanity this year, um, I think too many people are just uh, too obsessed with the idea that great vaccines will come out everybody will be fine and we just go back to the way it was. And um, that concerns me for how they're gonna deal with the fact that it's gonna take months to get, you know, 200 million people a vaccine. And it's going to take, you know, all kinds of effort for businesses to go back to, you know, having some kind of normal cadence. Like there's all these things that they're just gonna take time. And the future state probably doesn't look like the, pre the previous incarnation. Um, and so I think reassessing what that means, right? What does it mean if, you know, like I, for me, my, my biggest challenge has been, I moved two, two time zones back. So now my workday starts two hours earlier than I was used to, which has been why I've been having trouble getting up in time is why I've been having trouble fitting in a workout. Like it's all those things and they snowball. And so you have to, I think, start with one thing you know, that there's a great story that I love. And it was a former, I think he was a Navy officer. I don't remember who it was. I think he told the speech at a graduation commencement or something. And he talked about, you know, the importance of just making your bed in the morning, right? Just that one thing, just do one thing. And, and like, for me, that's, that's the important part because sometimes everything else feels out of control. And sometimes it just really is. There's nothing you can honestly do. So what's the one thing I can do? I can do it well, I can feel good about the fact that I did it. And then I can use it as a building block to build momentum for other things that matter. Love that. I love that. And, and, and again, even, you know, the, the story of, you know, your friends that were in Boston, they made a decision to say, you know what, this is not an ideal setup. Let's change the environment and let's work within the constraints and guardrails of now. And, and I believe that skill set in of itself, the do and the understanding of why you're doing is, is so huge, particularly around awareness and self-awareness. And, and again, to not to keep yourself present and, and not catastrophize or overestimate um, what's happening. Like, but hey, what can I control? What's beneficial for me now? And do I have the information that I need 
to be successful in this moment? One, two, three. Yes. Okay, let's do it. And, and even the, 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 the idea of what rest looks like. Rest looks different. Rest yeah. looked like a vacation to this place, that exotic. And I know people who get COVID tests weekly because they, they love to travel. And so that's something that they signed up for as a new reality and said, you know what? Guess what? I'm not going to stop. But guess what I am going to do? When I am around, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to do all those things. But if I expose myself to these things, I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to quarantine on the back end for 14 days. I'm not going to see people, right? But that's their new rhythm in, a, in accordance with what they want their life to continue to look like. And, and just my wife saying yes to new opportunities. The previous opportunity was potentially leading her down a road of stress. And so she was like, you know what? If I don't try now or take my shot now, when am I? And so she's like, this is the season to take my shot in, well, in and, transition careers. And to your point, right? Rest can look different. Rest 100%. could be a different job. Rest could have, you know, a year ago, rest could have been, hey, you know what? I just want a weekend where I'm going to binge watch Netflix and, and eat Cheerios out of the box on the couch. You know what? After a year of quarantining, that's probably not looking like rest anymore for most of us. And so like having to, to actually go back and say, huh, all right, that used to be really, I used to find that enormously relaxing. I could, you know, do whatever. And now it's like, oh, hell no. I feel like I do that like five days a week. Are you kidding me? I don't want to do that anymore. I want to like now rest might look completely different. And I think to your point about mindfulness, it's, it's so important to recognize that, you know what, you know, you and your wife have the same experience, right? You're both working from home all day. And sometimes rest is just one of you being able to get out of the house for a little while. I mean, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the dogs out and I just drive around because I just need to get out of the house. That's I need her to all day. That's her all day. <laughs> Absolutely. But that would have not been rest by any like typical definition a year ago for so many people. And now it's like, Oh my God. Like, you know, I, last week I had a day where I was on calls up here, but I could hear my fiance on the phone all day downstairs. And like, by the end of the day, I just felt like I had this echo chamber, like rattling around in my brain. And I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to take the dogs to the park. And then we're just going to go for a drive until I run out of gas. I don't even care. Like just do something. And it was simply that I just needed to acknowledge that none of my previous definitions of what constituted unplugging or taking a like none of those were going to fit where we are now and so that i think is is also super hard because i think people get um we get attached to the idea that you know something was worked for us whatever it was like it doesn't matter whether it's exercise or diet or whether it's you know how we like to spend our evenings i think we get you know we become creatures of habit and then we stop being mindful of whether or not the habit that we've built around something that used to work might no longer work, in which case now we're just doing it because just, you know, by rote, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's effective anymore. Um, and I think it's, I think that's especially tough if you, if you're doing something with multiple, like with the rest of your family, right? Is if as a family, you used to, you know, watch TV or do what, like do certain things. And all of a sudden you're finding that that's not really cutting it for you anymore. It, I think it can be hard to try to break that or change that when you've got this sort of gravity well of other people kind of 
contributing to this momentum that this is what we do to relax. And it's like, no, no, not feeling that so much anymore. Yeah, it's funny. Um, And really what's coming up for me as we think about, I think we, if we really all looked back kind of pre-COVID, we were all really, really hard on ourselves as it pertains to how we would do certain things. And that included what vacations look like. And again, I, I, and I'm maybe speaking for me, I was really high strung about, about going to new places or different things like that. And now I'm like, you know what? Bump the perfection. It's about being progressive in every aspect of life. And I believe that's really when I say this is the season of grace or, or we're giving each other mercy in the way that we're communicating, knowing that a bunch of other stuff is involved. In, in mentally, physically, and spiritually, and emotionally. And because everything is all jumbled up up here, just, bre- just breath work and just breathing, um, like you said, it looks different. And, and I, I know, I can example my wife last week, she was like gone for two hours. Like no text, no nothing. Like I was like, last thing I knew, she went to the dog park. And it was two hours later. Like she came, she was like, yeah, I was there. It's kind of my sanctuary. And then, and yeah, he probably hears her. Uh, uh, and so she was there and then she was like, you know what? We just wanted to drive. I just wanted to drive. And dog was with her the whole time. And she was like, ah, I knew I needed something. So I went to Target and it, and it was just like, just riding around, like unplugging looks totally different. And again, I think releasing each other of the script that we were all um, signed up for and prescribed to. And even um, the people I know that have children that that were like, they were slaves to their calendars for their children. Now that kids aren't involved in activities and different things like that, it's like, uh, what's life look like now without a calendar alert um, for the children? And every like, hour on the hour it's every like hour on the hour and so now it's like let your kids be kids and go ride bikes like, like that's a- so you know to me that's that's the i think the school thing and the and the work i think school and work are two of the things that um are really going to be interesting to see what happens right because there's so much that was kind of arbitrarily regimented based on very antiquated for very integrated reasons in both cases. And because of everything that's happened this year, we've had to kind of like place 52 pickup and toss everything up. And, and I think the reality of a lot of it is, is becoming increasingly clear that, huh. In fact, there was a great, I think New York times article I was reading a couple weeks ago that saying, you know, it wasn't until COVID that parents really understood like how miserable their kids were in school because they are like just sort of overly, scheduled and they were stuck sitting in seats all the time and like you know just like very you know kind of basic things that we sort of took for granted as normal and then as soon as they're gone and those constraints come off it's like huh hey what do you know my kid really didn't have ADD I just wasn't letting him get out and you know play enough and he just needed to burn off cement like there's like these really basic things that especially in hindsight you look back and you're like duh who the <laughs> what, what why did you need a pandemic to figure that one out but the truth is it, it applies to all of us right there are so many things that again to your point we don't do mindfully we fall into routines and we start kind of letting the momentum of life and other people's expectations and how how things are supposed to work and all this other kinds of stuff kind of 
move us down this this set of rote paths that maybe didn't feel super constraining when we started, but after a time, they just start to feel like a prison sentence. And I think, you know, as much as, uh, you know, this year has kind of felt like a prison sentence being stuck at home and being isolated and everything else, I think it's, it's kind of an interesting palate cleanser in a way, because I think it makes it much easier to go back and say, all right, well, do I really need to go to the office five days a week? You know, or, you know, conversely, okay, I've worked from home now for a year. I realize I need to be in the office five days a week. It, it makes me crazy and I don't need it for my work. I need it for my sanity. And I think being able to tease that stuff apart um, is, you know, it, it's, it's something that sometimes you need something extreme to force you to even look at it that way. Yeah. And, and as I talk to different people as well, it's, Right. It used to be the conversation about benefits and what are, what do flex hours look like to help me, you know, spend time with family and different things like that. But it's like, OK, what's the and here? Not a or not this or that. But what are the ands right about just checking out a four day work week? Right. Are we working differently? What it, what is it going to really look? Because, again, most of my clients April, May, June, July, maybe back in facilities. Um, and, and again, the beginning of, of 2021 is going to look exactly like the end of 2020. And so to, to have that as a reality for people, um, just to what you said is like, hey, let's check in with the family because it's all going to look different. And we said this before um, on previous episodes where we just really, what is true for you? today and allow that thing to be how you maneuver and we're all just living through these perpetual states of shift and again we just take things again understanding we can do some preemptive things based on experiences but guess what we're all doing we're living through this together for the first time yeah and so moving forward literally going into 2021 the start of a new year where we might actually see the height of a pandemic beginning to be realized before vaccines and everything else roll out. So this whole new normal concept or getting back to normal concept is I believe you're again, setting yourself up for emotional turmoil because it's going to, it's, it's a process and it's going to be a shift. It's going to be evolution in, in all of what this looks like. And I'm gonna tell you right now, and, and your fiance probably tell you too, as former soldiers, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not signing up to be first. So I'm gonna <laughs> let all of y'all test out first. And then I'm gonna come in on the the the, the 8.5 uh, updated version of the vaccine in 2023. Like that's, like that, that's the one I'm gonna sign up for. Like, Which, yeah. You know, it's, so it's funny actually, because what you, what you just said, reminds me of something else right and that's that that we I think one of the and I think this has been and we've talked about identity in previous episodes before right but I think one of the biggest challenges when it comes to being mindful about the choices we're making and what fits us now and what makes sense for us in our current circumstances is when we is instead of of thinking about okay great I 
I have things I want to do in the morning before work. So in order to do that, I need to, you know, get up at whatever hour. If I, if I think about it that way, it makes it much easier for me to manage. If I think of, of it as I'm not a morning person anymore, then I have taken on an identity that makes shifting the habit harder. And I think we do that to ourselves so many times and we don't even realize it. And we get attached to the implications of all of these various identities. And then it makes looking at our objective reality today so much harder because we have, because our ego always has a certain degree of investment in, in the identity that we have, have attributed to ourselves. And so we have to be able to start separating those things out. And so to be able to say, okay, great, rational thought process. I am not going to be in the first wave of, you know, that's, that's different than saying, oh, hey, I'm an early adopter and I'm all about, you know, and, 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 and my goal, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the progressive end of everything, right? Because that, there are connotations that you associate with looking at yourself in any given way. And if you, if you consider those a byproduct of who you are and not what you need to do, separating your ego from your actions gets harder and harder. And especially when you're trying to juggle a lot of change or a lot of differences or a lot of new information that has to be processed. God, there are so many of our individual identities that start clashing up against each other, trying to reconcile all of those and thinking of and how you think of them in that way is a lot messier than saying, all right, well, you know what, for the next two weeks, I'm just setting my alarm clock for a half an hour earlier. I know I need to get to an hour and a half total, but I'm not going to try to do it all in day one. So this is, you know, this, this week, next week, half an hour, then I'll move up from there and we just work our way to it. But I think really taking that look and saying, what do I need now? What makes sense for me now? What makes sense for my life and my family and, you know, my circumstances now and looking at it as, as something that's more external, yeah. my personal identity and changeable because I think that's the other big problem we have when we start over identifying with something is that we forget that shit changes like it changes and if there's anybody who can't remember that after this year you need to go put your head in the freezer because that's all this year has been yeah and, and I think I think with you're you're on to something as it pertains to us people evaluating how much of our ego is preventing us from making uh, or filtering objective facts uh, around what's really happening to us. And again, I believe that ego of, ah, you know, no, no, I'm just going to keep pressing forward. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep dredging through. And then check engine light comes on and you don't monitor that. Like the fact is you're tired. The fact is you're frustrated. The fact is you hate not knowing. Say that out loud. Be okay that you just said that out loud. And again, the early adopters, what are you adopting? Like, really, what are you adopting? Like before there were actually tangible things that you could be an early adopter for, but as it pertains to life, as we know it, every day is a new day, every well, and, single day. And to your example, right? If you think, yeah. if you think of yourself, look, I'm a goal oriented person, yeah. but right now, there are too many things that you can't control. So being goal oriented doesn't necessarily serve you. Instead, you're back to, okay, look, I actually need to pace myself. I yep. need to be able to 
get up. I need to be able to be kind to the people in my life. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to accept that the goals I thought I was going to have for this year might not actually make sense. So if, but if you're so attached to the idea, and this is, this is one of my biggest ones of all time, because I always considered myself a very goal-oriented person. And so when suddenly I didn't have a goal that was motivating, or I had circumstances that were making the goal I really wanted to go after impractical for, for any reason, all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I can't do anything. I've become paralyzed or I've become ineffectual or I've become, you know, something that I don't want to be. And it's like, no, you still have a goal, but you have a goal. You are not a goal, per like you are not a person who can only function with a goal. Like there's a difference. And I, I had that identity separation and moving it to something that was outside of me was the only way to be able to accept circumstances that just weren't going to let me go after a goal in, in a specific time that I had in mind. And so I think so much of that can get exhausting. I think it's back to your check engine light and back to your, your notion of, of rest and getting it is that you will always need more rest if you are a dog chasing your tail because you've just attached yourself to something that's just spinning you around then if you can stop and say, okay, well, yeah, that's still my goal. But some of these other things are going to have taken care of first. So I'm going to put it on the back burner for the moment. And we're going to come back to that. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how much you rest because there's, there's no, there's no recharge. Yeah. And, and I really, I really love that idea of given, and I, and I may be the first time that I'm thinking some people were ever even giving themselves permission to even shift their goals. And, and like you said, that regardless of what's happened this year, and, I, and you just made me think about me. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I have January 2020, first week, brand new entrepreneur, my wife got me this killer planner that I, I literally spent a week writing this thing out and I've been deathly afraid to open it. Because I know there are things inside of there that because I'm a goal person, I don't want to like face the music and, and you just re helped release me from fearing opening that thing. Like I literally have it, like I look at it every morning and I'm like, I'm not opening it because I know I haven't met those goals. But to get permission, like this is real time, folks. Like this is real stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Like this is that. <laughs> just somebody saying it's okay. Like even again, we do this for a living, yeah. but just that, that note right there helped me feel better about writing goals down. And again, every day creating a check-in as a reframe, is this still the right goal? And I think that in and of itself, that just simple awareness check-in, it, it lets you keep the main thing the main thing but it helps you not be so hard on yourself by just challenging hey how are you today is this still the most important goal for you for your family for your life whatever man Laura, you just bottled something right there that was awesome that's awesome well i i think that is the perfect note to wrap up on <laughs> i don't, don't want to try to top that one then <laughs> which is awesome because now you can go back and check out that planner that's been plaguing you every morning. Definitely. Def thank you for that, coach. Oh, Man. you're very welcome, coach. <laughs>
Fantastic. Okay. Well, in that case, I think that's a wrap for this week. That was glorious. Well, my friend, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Y'all later. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining me and Lawrence in this week's episode of Grow or Die. Join us next week when we'll take on our next topic. In the meantime, have a fantastic week.